Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. Folks, I will get to the continued chaos that is unfolding on the House floor as I record this. Kevin McCarthy has lost his ninth vote, his ninth straight vote over three days to the insurrectionist anti-government wing of the party that he has readily embraced. Kevin McCarthy has given up so much at this point with regard to the speakership that the position itself is now completely and totally hollow. The speaker's job is to unite the party behind legislation that is about bettering this nation. They are the force. They are the face. Kevin McCarthy is neither of those things. He is a shell of a human and a shell of a man. And the reality here about him is that why would anyone, anyone vote for Kevin McCarthy to be the leader of any goddamn thing? This is a man who has shown no allegiance, no values, no morals, no compass. After the insurrection, which is what I actually want to talk about today, as you listen to this, I want us all to be reminded that it is the two-year anniversary, the two-year anniversary of an attempt by Donald Trump and all of his sycophants and his domestic terrorist foot soldiers to overthrow our government and the will of the people. And now, two years later, some of the very people that were invading our Capitol building are now elected members. Well, not elected because we have no speaker. These people have never cared about government. 
which means that they have never cared about our Constitution and its tenets of government for and by the people. And what is so disturbing, what remains so disturbing is that we are here because no one has been held accountable. Two years ago, we watched in horror as thousands of white domestic terrorists stormed the Capitol building, beating police officers, an insurrectionist was shot dead, bullet holes riddled a building that managed to stay unmarred during the Civil War. Right now, there are no markers or monuments inside of that building that even acknowledge the devastation that took place two years ago. It's being reported by the Washington Post that in the U.S. Capitol Visitor Center, there's no plaque, there's no mention, there's no nothing. Those that provide the tours were told only to make mention of January 6th if they were asked. And even then, and even then, not to get into details because of the quote-unquote politics. This is not about politics. The remembrance of January 6th isn't about politics. It is about history. So what does it say then that the U.S. Capitol Center, which is a monument to the history not only of that building, but of our government, what does it say when we are doing in America what the Chinese have done with regard to Tiananmen Square? There is no mention of a student pushback and revolt that ended in deaths. We're the only ones that know that. People outside of the China communist bubble are the only ones that know that. So what does it say to the public, to our country, that we are following in the steps of our quote-unquote enemies in terms of lifting up the truth of this country? Well, it goes to show you why there has been a bullshit fight over critical race theory, which is not even taught in our K through 12 public school system. It goes to show you why there is such a pushback from the white supremacist nationalist party, the Republican party, because they don't want a 
Americans to know the truth. They don't want Americans to question the founding of this nation, the slave trade, and then the policies that would follow for a hundred years that would produce the racial wealth gap, that would produce health disparities between black and white Americans, that would produce crime infested areas where there are no grocery stores, where there are no services, where there are no banks, nothing but loan sharks and cash checking places that take advantage of low income people. These aren't a product of happenstance. There's a reason why black people in this country do not have the same amount of wealth as white people. And it isn't because of the lie that has been sold about laziness or not being as smart. It is because when black people wanted to walk into a bank in order to get a home loan, in order to get a business loan, they were denied. This is what we talk about when you hear the term generational wealth. When white people, even my own friends, tell me about the businesses that they're inheriting or the homes that they're inheriting from their grandparents or their great-grandparents, I feel sick. Why is that? Because a majority of black people in this country Do not have that legacy because it was fucking stolen from us. Their families are not better. They're wealthier because they robbed and extracted from black indigenous people of color in this country. We look at the demographics of alcoholism, suicide, and drug abuse among the indigenous Native American population in this country. Why do they have such high numbers? Why do their communities look the way that they do? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because we stole their land. We stole their children. We put them on reservations and offered them nothing from the land that they built and they cultivated and then turned around and did the same exact thing to enslaved Africans that we stole from their land, extracted everything from their countries, brought them here in shackles, made them work for free in order to produce the white generational wealth that their families are now living on. This isn't conspiracy theory, folks. This is called connect the fucking dots. If there's anyone with cause to run up in anybody's Capitol building and demand their fucking rights and demand reparations, it sure as fuck is not the white domestic terrorists that found their asses there waving Donald Trump flags. Weaponizing. The American flag. For what? Because their way of life is being stolen? Give me a fucking break. Their way of life was created by denying other people access to theirs. 
And that's what they don't want you to learn. That's what they don't want you to know. It was always just a few bad apples. Really? How do you have the slave trade go on for hundreds of years if it's just a few fucking bad apples? How do you rationalize the trading, torture, rape, and murder of black people so that you can sleep at night? The reason why white nationalist Republicans in this country don't want to have honest conversations about racism and the formation of race in general is because then they would have to reckon with reality. So it's much better to sell little children stories about pilgrims and Indians gathering together. It is much better to sell stories about the benevolent slave owner. It's much better to sell stories about a love affair between Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings. It's much better for Republicans to get on the House floor to talk about how Frederick Douglass was a Republican when you know good goddamn well that if we could resurrect this man, how he would vomit on the House floor at the mention of his name out of the mouths of white supremacists. You know, I find myself these days at the beginning of this year really deep in study about people about what makes humans tick, about our emotions, about what makes us subscribe to one person, one thing. What moves us? And the reason why I'm in this place of seeking and I'm in this place of studying and understanding our journey as humans is because I'm trying to rationalize and understand The shifting, the great shifting and breaking open that is happening right now. I said yesterday that my therapist had said to me, Danielle, the old systems are crumbling. All of these institutions that have held us, have held us are crumbling. And as we watch the chaos unfolding vote after vote after vote. Now, as I'm talking to you, dear friends, we're on the 10th vote. Because apparently Kevin McCarthy hasn't been humiliated enough. So let's go another time. I look at where we are. I think about all that has happened, folks. Just think about all that has happened over just the last three years. I think about the amount of deaths we have endured as a country to COVID-19. I think about the families that have been broken apart because of the big lie with regard to Donald Trump and Trumpism and the election, but also the big lie that they spread around COVID and around vaccines. I think about how 
the way we work, the way we exist has completely and totally transformed over the last three years. 2016 to me feels like 30 years ago. We are in the midst of a brave new world and we can decide that the bullshit and the lies that these white supremacist Republicans are dishing out that we're not going to take. You can't tell me right now as you're watching all of this unfold and Republicans are doing their best to spin and say, oh, well, this is how government works. No, this is how government breaks apart. This is how government implodes. And that was their plan. Folks keep saying on television, what's the plan? What's the plan? This is the plan. Chaos is the plan. That's it. Because Republicans for decades upon decades have been telling the American people that government does not work, that government does not work for them, that we need to shrink government. And then you now have this huge facet that says, oh no, we don't need to shrink it. We need to blow it up. We need to get rid of every system, every social safety net. We need to have the lunatics and the insurrectionists and the anti-government people run the game, run the store. The fuck? Because you see, what is terrifying to them is the reality that more people, dear friends, are actually waking up. More people are recognizing that they have been living inside of the matrix. That they have been fed a lie. It wasn't just the tooth fairy and Santa Claus. It was the founding of this nation. It was about inequality and injustice. Because in each and every story that we have all learned and can recite, there's always a bunch of good white people doing the right fucking thing. Well, if there were so fucking many, why are we still celebrating first, historic first, like the first black person to lead a major party in this country? Why are we still celebrating first, Madam Vice President? White America does not want to face the fact that they are not the heroes of the tale of America. That's the fucking reality. Everyone isn't bad all the time and everyone isn't good all the time. But the stories that they have told, that we have recited, that we have put out as PR around the fucking globe is that they are. Why do you think that people on the continent of Africa, on the continent of fucking Asia, why do you think they want to bleach their skin? Why do you think that that's like one of the number one sellers in these places in terms of cosmetics and lotions? Because they've been sold a lie about whiteness. 
And if you want a real shit shock, it didn't start with the founding of this nation. It started with the founding of fucking Christianity. It started with the founding of organized religion where they wanted to take this blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white Jesus and place him in the Middle East and say, that's your savior. And then they sent out missionaries to go spread this biblical, quote-unquote, truth. Do I believe that there was a person that walked this earth that did great, amazing things? Sure. Do I think that that person was white? No, I do not. Because I've been to the Middle East. We want to talk about the origins of the original bones of humans in this country. Do you know where the fuck they were found? The continent of Africa. So tell me again about white supremacy. About these supreme anointed beings. Ask yourselves why they are so afraid of the truth. Ask yourselves why we have been flooded with so much misinformation. Because, dear friends, if you know the truth and you begin to question these systems that have been put in place to control you, then all of a sudden those that are hoarding power cease to have any. So, so long as they can pick, they can cherry pick who is going to remain on the bottom and then create, right, this treaty of understanding. So long as it's the blacks, so long as it's the Latinos, so long as it is the Native Americans, so long as you clamor for your proximity to whiteness, you will be protected. So just keep going along for the get along. Shh, don't say anything. Don't fight. Don't protest. Don't stand up. Because those people that are saying, don't shoot me in the street. No, no, no. They're Antifa. Those people that are saying, wait, wasn't this country founded on the merits of all people being able to have a voice and vote? Well, no, 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 no. They can't be trusted to vote. They're inherently stupid or they're criminals. We must suppress their vote and their voice. We can't have those people having a say. This country wasn't built for them. So shh, just go along. Continue to slumber. We'll make sure you have just enough, not a great amount, but just enough. And look, you have more than that guy down the street. And so you can feel good about that. You can feel good about us giving you just enough, but making sure that you still have more than that guy. And that's what's most important. That's the lie of capitalism. 
That's the lie of these systems that we have all been lulled into following like mindless fucking sheep. Because we've been happy, many of us, with having just enough. We shouldn't be content. Do you know what being content does with systems of oppression? It creates complacency. And complacency is then what allows what we are watching unfold. The circus. The anarchy. The absolute and complete fuckery. These folks that we are watching, this isn't a game. It's a game to them. These are people's lives. They don't care about doing the people's work. They haven't even looked at the Constitution. And many of them probably couldn't spell it. Although I'm sure George Santos has told people on the floor that he was there to sign it initially. They have turned our country into a joke. Nicole Wallace said something to the effect of the only people that are enjoying the show more than these 20 anti-government insurrectionists is Russia. And she's 150% right. This is what our foreign adversaries have wanted. That America's days are numbered. Our time is up. All empires fall. All empires crumble. Nothing stays great forever. And we kind of know that America was always mm, ish. You know, great-ish, democracy-ish, free-ish. And now it is just an embarrassment. But I say this, folks, as I close today, that if you find yourself being uneasy, I want you to channel that unease, not into worry, because worry doesn't produce anything but anxiety, and anxiety doesn't produce anything but stress, and stress doesn't produce anything but dis-ease, which turns into disease. I would tell you to go inside, to use these winter months as a hibernation, but an education, a re-education on the truth. on the truth about what you have bought into and why. Really unpack the lies that we have been fed for far too long. And if you have children, 
Begin to break the fucking cycle by educating yourself on reality and then doing the same for them. Because this just, this cycle keeps going because we keep going along for the get along and being content with just enough. We are experiencing a great breaking open, a dawn of something new. What that new is, is going to be up to us. But I know that the old ways of thinking and doing are no longer holding us anymore. So if you want, like I know many of you do because you listen to me and have been listening to me and many, many, many others for so long to be a part of this revolution, of this evolution, of this reimagining, then use this time, this new year, as a time to re-educate and unlearn the bullshit. Because we are going to need new messengers. Because clearly, the people that have been elected to be our representatives are no longer fit to serve. So what comes in their place? We have platforms, we have followers, we have family, we have colleagues. Now is the time. Let this be, for all of us, a great awakening to what is next. Because the thing is, is that when you get stuck in this bullshit, Stuck in the kabuki theater. You don't take the time to be future thinking. What we need now more than ever. Humanists. Futurists. Poets, artists, innovators. People that will think outside of the box that has been created for us to exist in. This is a time of expansion. We are better than the shit that we are seeing right now. And I know all of you know that. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician 
that come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.